Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet and kind and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. Guys, I got a 3D printer in the mail today. <gasps> oh, shit. Holy shit. I'm very excited for this. So excited for you. This is how it starts. What is it? What is starting? <laughs> Everything. I'm waiting for about a month from now when you're printing all the custom board game oh absolutely um, containers for it. all of your friends <laughs> that's why I, yeah. well not for my friends for mm-hmm. me then maybe my friends mm-hmm. eh. they're honestly so cool okay. like you get things that are like perfectly matched <gasps> the cards and the dice and the <gasps> tokens I have, we were oh dave was just looking at something like that for elder signs Yes, that thing. And also there's one for like Arkham Horror and a bunch of other games, like where it is like the perfect trays for every game to store everything cleanly. I was just going to make like little plastic cats or something. You should make those uh, like articulating lightsabers. Oh, like the ones that secretly look like butt plugs. Mm. Yeah, oh, it's not a secret. <laughs> that openly look like butt plugs. Yes. <laughs> I might be able to finally make the Fallout... TTRPG miniatures because I bought those files with the entire game before I realized that it was just like a hack. <laughs> Court job, money grab thing. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. A 5e hack on Fallout. Yeah. And like poorly edited, even. Like, not even. It was, oh, no. It's like it counts. You've been spoiled by mm-hmm. Monte Cook Games. I have. Alex Finn. Listen, I was just caught updating Baldur's Gate 3 because I am about to get my mind blown. And then see if I can seduce that bear. My life is busy. A bear bear or like a bear bear? A bear bear. Like, rawr. Got it. <laughs> that squirrel is very jealous at what you get. Honestly, so far, in my opinion, Lazelle is the way to go. I know. She's so cool. So dominating. Maybe Minthara, if you can do it without committing war crimes. <laughs> she might be worth war crimes because I hear she's crazy. <laughs> Speaking of crazy, and <laughs> Samson Davis. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Second, I don't know how much of it was cut out, but... Actually, Samson is probably the most well-adjusted of the cast. <laughs> I, I, I do all right. <laughs> I don't know how much of it was cut out, but listeners, this was by far the longest introduction we've ever done. Holy shit. <laughs> Listen, that bear and tentacles are important. No, it's not, Samson, because we're only five minutes in. <laughs> I've taken harder <laughs> tangents. <laughs> we can always blame me. We know it's me. No, it was actually me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was the bear. <clears throat> bears. Speaking of bears. Speaking of things that will make you moan. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Die Hard Dice, Die Hard Dice is an online purveyor of... <laughs> Math rocks for your TTRPG game. They have a bunch of cool designs in acrylic and metallic materials for you to roll in front of your friends and impress them with your impressive numbers and colors. So go onto that website. And if you're listening to this during the holiday season, you can take advantage of their cool holiday sale where like the more you get, you like go up in a tier and like free stuff that they give you on top of what you've already bought. So I did that sale. More stuff to like gift to friends or family who you may have forgotten to give gifts to and you're panicking. Dice are always good. Dice are fantastic. Get a nice little like unless they're babies. Don't give dice to babies. Obviously. Obviously. They don't know what to roll. They don't know what their bonuses are. It's a waste of time. Let's see a baby do a stealth check. (laughs) Yeah. 
But when you find what you need to buy for yourself or for whoever in your life, when you go to checkout, use our code Explorers Wanted, you get 10% off your order, high quality product for a little bit cheaper, and you're helping to support the show. Yay. So go do that, please. And thank you. Now I'm done. So who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Stace. Oh, shit. So <laughs> I know this is hard. It's been so many times. 20 minutes since we did 20 it. years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> so the crew was on the surface, mm-hmm. escaping from their surprisingly smooth robbery. Yeah, that was weird. Ezri's in midair holding the giant egg when the pulse alarm went off, which is uh, means you have 10 to 15 minutes before you die. So unless you get to a bunker. So Ezri hides the egg, snags Yasmin, starts flying down into the tunnels. And Magpie and Ilsen start heading for one of the bunkers on the surface. They get to the first one and they're like, no room here. There's no room in the inn. And Magpie is like, walls don't exist for me and sneaks inside. And then Ilsen booked it to the next one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ilsen booked it to the next one because she's very fast. Gets inside. And effectively, Magpie charmed her mm. way inside. Oh, she didn't go through the wall? Yeah. She could have if she wanted to, but she got her way inside through charm. For once, we did the right thing. And then we got invited to an orgy. Yay! <laughs> See? Moral behavior has its own reward. So, uh, so, yeah, that's what happened to Magpie. She made friends, some some friends that might become better friends. And then, was Ilsen just chilling? Yeah. Yeah, Ilsen, yeah, Ilsen was- just chilled. Ezri and Yasmin got to the tunnels mere seconds before the pulse went off. And it did kill a guy who was just a little ways behind them. He was wearing clothes, which contained a cipher, which Ezri found. Pretty dope one. It's a time bomb. A time-eating bomb. Time-eating bomb. I love messing with time. You're going to get the cops on you again. Yeah, but it's like blink slate, you know? first offense that you know of how do you know it's not a reincarnation dun 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 i don't know exactly that. shit thanks Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so while in the tunnels yasmin starts talking about how hot she finds ferdinand then she talks about how hot she thinks that emery sounds she's just like the thirst is contagious as she's like buy a fan like do something but yasmin is definitely catching on to this life of crime She's really taking to it. And so they made their way back to the Enclave. As we stayed up till everybody was accounted for post-Pulse, Tibu's still mad and not talking. And Ezri went to sleep to recover from thinking too hard. (laughs) (laughs) And and wakes up in the middle of the night only for Mr. Tompkins to fly over no eyes in his eye sockets and scratch her face. She falls back asleep only to wake up to find Mr. Tompkins curled up by her feet with, well, sleeping. So, eye status unknown currently. However, when Esri touched her cheek, the scratches were still there. Does Mr. Thompson wash his hands? Or do we have to worry about cat scratch fever? No, she's got cat scratch fever. No, Esri's got two episodes to live. Oh, okay, good. This'll be fun. Quick, Google the symptoms, Daniel. It'll be fun. It's slow subject death. Oh, that could be fun. In an audio medium. Ilsa. Hello. You wake up. It's the next morning. You had, well, mid-morning. You got to sleep kind of mm-hmm. late. You know you don't have to come into work because Mop Stoll gave you the day off because you turned in an article and you sounded sick. Ilsa is going to put on her civilian clothes 
and then she's gonna use face morph to kind of recreate her own face but like just slightly paler just like kind of like just a little bit sick you know like you're a little bit worn out okay and then I'm also one over my cipher limit so when she goes out she's going to leave the banishment cipher in her apartment right but you already slept there right? I did Okay, let me look up the rules for Cypher Sickness, because I think we need you to roll, technically. We don't have to. We can just say, like, they'll then put them at the, like, different sides of the room, and it was totally fine. And That's not how we roll, Samson. You know better. I, that's a good time to change, though, you know? No better time than the present. Roll me 2d100. 2d100. And add it up. Uh, first one is a 35. Okay. Second one is a 24. Nothing happens. You are a lucky bastard. Yay. Hooray. I'm sure Elson's parents were very nice and married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were married. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's going to go out. She has the ghoul's implant, probably a tracker, but she has it on her person in her bag. Sure. Does anybody actually want to make a fucking Numenera roll to figure out what the fuck it well, is? Well, hold on. Could, I'm in the, I have an inability um, in understanding Numenera because none of us are nanos, so... Esri has an inability in understanding Numenera and nine intellect points. So. <laughs> mm, no plans, no. <laughs> I don't think Esri knows about it yet, does she? No, no, she, she knows. knows about it. Yeah. Does Meg I don't think know? she's seen it. You took it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, Meg is just kind of a bitch who doesn't care. God. <laughs> Weird character. Weird character. It's honestly a typical It is. But yeah. It is. God damn. The more things change, the more things they stay the same. Sorry, Samson. Back to your moment in the spotlight. Yes. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is, one, go to like an apothecary of some sort to get like cold medicine or whatever the equivalent of that would be in the city. Man, you are really investing in this alibi. I... <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also, more importantly, I am going to... Uh, Ilsen's going to be looking for a a right or some back alley nano who could mm. look at this implant and roll better than any of us could. Oh, weird. Okay. Getting some cold medicine is no big deal. It'll cost you about one shin. Perfect. Getting a nano to look at it. Discreetly. Discreetly look at it. That's kind of the emphasis. Okay. So I think to find somebody who can tell you what this is. I think this is intellect based because some level of social. Sure. sure trying to find the right person. Mm -hmm. And given the nature of what it is, I think it's a 15. <sighs> For sure, level of effort. Just trying to think if I want to commit my flex skill to something like this. Yeah, it is a new day, so you yeah. could. But it's a very specific use case of your flex skill. Yeah. And it's Friday, so like you have to have your meeting with Ferdinand on what you guys are going to do for Saturday and everything. Uh-huh. Your guys just have a very packed schedule through this weekend. <laughs> Especially Ilsa. Busy, busy. I thought this was supposed to be a fantasy. Why is this real life? Well, I don't know. Ilsa's got that potential um, hotel appointment. All right. That, yeah, that is the fantasy, I guess. Can't think of a good skill for the flex skill, so I'll just put a level of effort in there and make it a 12, right? Yeah. 18. Nice. Okay. In the Warrens, it's very unusual to find anybody with, like, real nano know-how, especially in Lathe. That knowledge is not as revered as it is in other nations, which is part of the reason why, unless they're part of a guild, they don't stick around in Lathe for super long, right. or Corpus in general. This nano that you found, their name is Reek. You said you think this is a tracker? I'm not sure what it is. I... 
found it amongst a pile of clothes. Right. Um, well, I can do a deeper analysis for you if you want. It'd be a shin. But they'll send flips them a shin? Mm-hmm. Or he takes it, says thank you, and they start digging into it and they hold out their hand. You notice that there's some sort of implant in their hand that opens up like a set of eight spider eyes in their palm and then projects a blue light in a row that scans it from each eye. And the nano comes back and says, this isn't a tracker. This is a pacifier. A pacifier? What do you mean? Well, on command, it has some sort of remote address here. I don't know how you would actually trigger it, but this remote address can trigger a release of toxins that renders somebody unconscious if it's implanted in them. And there's a secondary option for triggering a lethal amount of the toxins. It can be remote triggered when needed. But it's not a tracker. It doesn't give any like kind of location-based information. It just responds to this particular data sphere frequency. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm alive. That's all right. You know, I have all day. They roll their eyes. Ilsen looks at the camera. With the line of people behind Ilsen. <laughs> Honestly, this is pretty messed up. I mean, it's not typical to find something with this specific a purpose. And is this an imperial stamp in the circuitry? Uh, As I said, I found it in a uh, pile of clothes this morning. I was hoping I could get something of value out of it. but I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I buy it off of you, but it's a very specific use case. And without knowing how the remote trigger works, there's only so much value that I could extract from it. But I have a friend who's good at taking things apart. Maybe there's something valuable there. Yeah, why not? All right. If you want to, I can hold on to this and have it broken down for parts probably by the end of Saturday. All right. That'll that'll work. All right. At that point, I'll let you know what I'd offer for the parts versus if I'm just going to charge you a fee for doing it and getting it back to you. All right. Good to know. To know. All right. Well, thank you so much. I will promise you this. If it is something where I am going to request a fee and take it from you, I wouldn't ask any more than seven shins. If it exceeds seven shins of value or if it's not valuable enough to charge that, then I'll work it out separately. Uh, All right. Yeah, we'll we'll talk on Saturday. For sure. On Saturday, we are open until 7 p.m. All right. I will probably be around later in the day. So. Okay. Well, if you need more time, it would be a good idea to let me know now. Because if you can't make it by Saturday at 7 p.m., it just causes complications. I have to make a decision about how I'm distributing it, that kind of thing. Uh, let me put it this way. If I'm not here by 7, it's yours. Outstanding. I can deal with that. Okay. I'll set this aside, and uh, hopefully I see you Saturday. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Have a good day. And they pick it up, and they look at it one more time before they move it over to a locked safe. Excellent. Sen exits. Costs a little bit just to keep up the show. What tier is she on at this point? I would say so you came from home, right? Yep. Start on tier three. I would say this is probably somebody you found on tier four. They're not high enough in tier to like represent somebody who's got significant business because again, if a nano is not part of a guild, they don't have a chance of really like... Right making it for themselves this person is probably working up funds to either try to get to the next level or leave gotcha okay their name by the way is belfast reek belfast reek belfast 
they don't have an official shop. They just have, like, they have, like, a portion of a shop, not the whole shop. But they're, like, renting a portion of the shop just for their wrists. Everything else in the shop is, like, weird fetish gear. <laughs> like, things to entertain the people of the Warrens that, because they can't afford the other stuff. Ilson tries not to think about uh, when the last time these were disinfected, if at all, and leaves. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're walking past all the, like, Spain paddles and sex swings and things like that. On sex hula hoops. Out past this now. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess Ilsen is going to, since it's not a tracker, she's going to somewhat stealthily try to make her way to Tier 8. Give me an 18 stealth roll. You started from your home. Yep. Can I apply lies and trickery to this? Explain to me how you would be able to apply it. I'm not against it, but just tell me what you're doing in your approach that lies and trickery applies. Double backing on her route, occasionally suddenly cutting into another route, stuff like that. Yeah, totally right. legit. Stealth on top of that. 19. Nice. So you'll definitely be able to get Tier 8 Enclave without anybody detecting you. What would you propose as a minor effect? Minor effect? Can I... Can Ilsen find a, like, cheeky little, like, escape route at some point? Like, on Tier 8? Like, one that, like, isn't known to either the Enclave or the Briskers or something? Like, she finds, like, a wall that that's, like, turns out to be a false wall or, like poorly built that it could be a false wall, something like that. Sure. It might be stretching the definition of minor effect, but I'm actually okay with it in this context. I was thinking like a floating asset on any like escape, if we ever need to make one or stealth roll or something. That's fair. That's fair. I will put it on you to remember yep. that and remind me. If you don't remind me, it doesn't exist. <laughs> That's totally fair. Magpie. Yeah. You wake up yeah. in your home. What do you do? Happy she didn't piss herself. <laughs> Um, I think she's making her way back to the Enclave. Okay. Easy enough. Then, Esri, in that case, you have woken up. Everybody else is getting ready for the day. Mr. Tompkins has gone off to go eat some food. And you are sitting up in your bed with a scratch across your cheek. She's washing that immediately. Okay. Did Mr. Tompkins have eyes? As far as you can tell, he still had the same eyes. So she'll walk over to Mr. Tompkins. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I said the eye color before, but he's a calico cat with green eyes. Oh my god, and little wings. And a bow tie. Silk bow tie. Oh my god. Good morning, Mr. Tompkins. He looks up at you, gives you a slow blink. Oh. Oh, indeed. Then he goes back to eating his breakfast. Did you uh, scratch me last night, Mr. Tompkins? And she points at her face. He looks up at you and says... I don't know what you're talking about. I had a dream. Well, I don't want to freak you out. It's pretty hard to freak me out. Okay, so in my dream, you were sitting... Or maybe I woke up. I felt like I was awake. You were sitting over on your box. You were looking at me. I patted my bedroll for you to come over. You flew over and you looked at me. You had no eyes. That's weird. Oh. And you said, they're coming for you. They're going to dig and dig until they find you. And you scratched me in the face. Hmm. And then I either woke up or fell back asleep. That doesn't sound like me. I didn't think so. And if I scratched you, I think I think we'd both remember it. I am a very powerful kitty. <laughs> there does seem to be more to you than meets the eye, Mr. Tompkins. Of course. First of all, you can talk, I think. Pretty sure this is real. Oh, I don't think that's that uncommon. And he licks his paw and starts rubbing the licked paw against his face to clean it. You also have wings. And you wear a bow tie. So I believe you. 
So your issue is that I have taste? No issue. I'm saying I believe you are a powerful kitty. Okay, good. Because I am very powerful. I'm very strong. And very soft and cuddly. Exactly. You should see me scratch a post. You have been scratching the post, right? For a rather loose definition of post, yes. As just narrows her eyes. Do you want to go on this train heist or? A train heist? Yes. We are going to rob a screamer. A military shipment. What's a screamer? It's a train. What's a train? It's a large vehicle that moves on tracks. Hmm. Interesting. Is there anything interesting about screamers? They're fast. Okay. This one's interesting because it has a shipment of weapons and artifacts that we're going to steal. Weapons and artifacts? I mean, that's just like junk though, right? Is there any food on it? There's probably some sort of food. I imagine they feed the passengers, but the more I think about it, the more... The more I, I think perhaps you don't want to come. Well, now that you say that, I feel like maybe I should. Well, it will be very dangerous, but you're a very powerful kitty. <laughs> yeah, I'm a powerful kitty. What the, what the hell are you talking about? Dangerous. <laughs> Sorry for caring, Mr. Tompkins. No, I'm just saying I, I will outlive you and everybody you know. <laughs> <laughs> he will shit on your graves. That's fine. That's actually a comfort. Most cats don't. Well, I'm not exactly a cat, but. Sorry, kitty. Yeah, kitty is more appropriate. Cat just seems, I don't know, gauche to me. Why didn't you tell me before now? I've been saying cat this entire time. Well, I mean, it was the beginning of our relationship. I was trying to ease you into, you know, the proper language around things. That's fair. Well, I was about to say we're, we'll be we're, we're robbing it the day after tomorrow, but I really don't have any idea time <laughs> where we're at. You're robbing it tomorrow morning. Well, we're robbing it tomorrow morning, so. Holy shit, tomorrow morning. I have so much to do. Okay, tomorrow morning. Interesting. Sure, I don't have anything else going on. Honestly, the hunting around here is rather boring. It was more fun at the last place. Why was it more fun at the last place? There was more prey. What were, were you hunting the creatures? Well, there were all sorts of little creatures, yeah. I was hunting them, eating them. Some of them tickled. We're meeting later today to go over the plan, if you're interested. All right. suppose I could tag along. Okay, cool. And then Esri will will look at Tibu. Tibu is not anywhere near you. She is off in another part of the room. She is clearly avoiding anywhere where she will have eye contact with you. Oh shit! Esri will walk over there. Tibu sees you approaching and continues like eating her. Essentially, it's like a it's not oatmeal. It's probably closer to gruel than oatmeal. But that's what she's having for breakfast. So I get uh, that you're not talking to me right now, but. I just want to let you know that if you wanted to... What do you need, Esri? I get that you're not talking to me right now. Wait, now you are talking to me. I never said I wasn't talking to you. What do you want? I don't want... Make it quick. I asked you to stay away from me. All right. And Esri will just walk off. She goes back to eating her food. Um, what does Esri need to do to prepare? You guys need disguises. That oh, yeah. Well, aren't we getting them from Ferdinand? Yeah, we paid the... for those. Well, no, we... You paid for the outfits, not for the disguises. Like, Esri, for example, needs something to disguise her face. Yeah. Non-mask disguises oh. to get onto the screamer. And so does Magpie, because Magpie can't just use a mask, because nobody wears masks on the screamers, because once you get outside of Lathe, you don't need oh, weird. So inefficient. Unlike Ilsen, who can face morph on a whim. <laughs> Ezra will go by the door, and then she'll say, I'm going to the makeup store. Does anybody want to go? <laughs> Gasman looks up. You know, I've I've heard about makeup, but I've never tried it for myself. Uh, me either. So, 
You want to go? Yeah, I kind of do. Anybody else? Keith looks up. I'm kind of curious. All right. With his huge one arm. Put on a big cloak, okay? Okay, sure thing. I'll see what if I can get something from Zidon. His cloak is a little bigger. You hear Zidon from the other side of the arm. being like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Goddamn. It means you're stacked, Zidon. Oh, okay. And he goes back to eating. His cloak's big, but Esri's is big. <laughs> Esri has the biggest cloak. Canonically, in the enclave, Esri's the biggest. <laughs> we have ascertained that there are other individuals that are bigger than Esri, but not in the enclave. No. Put it on the wiki. Nobody has a bigger heart. So, yeah, I guess off to the makeup store. Samson, I to-do list of NPCs to add the wiki and whether or not they're bigger than Esri is on my list of things to document. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like overall bigger or just taller? No bigger. No. We're having a cloak measuring yeah. contest in the wiki. Okay, I thought you were just getting a bandana and goggles. Like a fucking western train robber? I think that was just for the robbery, wasn't it? She's gonna try to uh, be in a military uniform, right? Yeah. So if you're trying to get a bandana and goggles, which will for sure look like some sort of outlaw, you can do that for sure for two shins. If you are trying to lend in as like some sort of person up there, like you need to go to the makeup shop and have somebody who can apply in the way you need, or alternatively, some other sort of disguise for the face. You have a challenge because... You definitively, in your character description, have a disfiguration. Yes. That is notable. And Uzi. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if she gave Ferdinand extra money to get her the goggles or not. But she promised... No, goggles are something that you're going to procure on your own. Okay. Um, so she will pick those up, but she did promise the makeup store to Geese and Yasmin. A reminder, the military uniform is for the disguise on the train to get us into the back room. You need a disguise to get onto the train in the first place as a civilian. So that's what the makeup would be for, or could be for. Yeah, so she'll still go get the makeup, I guess. Okay, so you're going to the makeup store. A makeup store is going to be on the surface city. God damn it! Why is everything on the fucking surface city? She'll put on her goggles and her bandana. No, just... <laughs> <laughs> She's going to rob she'll it? keep her mask on. So you can go, and the person at the makeup store, young woman, maybe in her mid-20s, Shoulder length, blonde hair, deep tan skin, and brown eyes sees you come in and she's like, Oh, um, yeah, happy to help you. And, uh, what do you, what can I help you with today? I, uh, I have a terrible facial scar and I need, uh, need some makeup to cover it up. And these two are just, uh, they've never, ever encountered makeup and they're curious. Interesting. Okay. Well, it would help if I knew what I was working with. Ooh, risky, risky. Esri's face. Mm -hmm. She'll go for it. So you're taking your mask off? Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. I see what we're talking about. Ezreal put her mask back on? No, 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 no. Leave it off so I can think. Ezreal will look at Yasmin and Geeth and be like, keep watch. She'll mouth it. Mm -hmm. Yasmin nods. Geeth looks confused. All right. Are we looking at just trying to kind of subtly cover up a blemish or are we looking to really hide it like to what extent are you looking I, for makeup hiding would be be ideal 
Okay. That's a little bit more complicated because it looks like uh, the damage is pretty deep. There's some texture issues I notice around the eye. So we're going to need a pretty thick foundation to cover it up. Okay. I would recommend this approach. And she walks over. And honestly, I don't know enough about makeup Do you to want describe help? it. Why am I doing this? Alex, you should be the store tech. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, imagine somebody who has got, like, a acid burn around their left eye. I would say that if you want to completely neutralize the texture, we're going to have to use a little bit of latex and make a mold. That way, we can reconstruct the face on how you want it. Or we can go the simpler route. We'll use a little bit of primer, smooth out the texture a little bit, give a good grip to the foundation, and we'll use this much thicker, almost putty-like concealer to just work it in. But we're going to have to powder in between so that it doesn't crease immensely in the crevices. Esri's nodding, and she's... She's like looking over at Yasmin, like you, you like you getting this. <laughs> Yasmin's just watching and she's nodding. Like she clearly doesn't follow all the technical details, but she's suddenly fascinated with this mode of application. Now here's the question. Is this an ethical salesperson or is this someone who's going to try and upcharge you and give you things you don't really need? So the way I think of lathe is like it's the worst parts of Victorian England and U.S. late stage capitalism. Oh, great. Get some mercury on that face. Pricing is a factor. So for those options, what are we looking at? Mm. So what you're saying is you do not want to do the preventative measures that will help lessen the area. You're just looking for a quick fix, something just fast and dirty. I just need a price point. Mm. Based off of what Esri's reaction to you is going to be, this is probably like a, a seven shin kind of deal if she's looking for the cheap route. What's the expensive route? The expensive route would be 12 shins. And would that be both the product and the application? Yes. You said 12? Mm-hmm. Great. Esri's got 12 shins. I can, yeah. But we're doing this tomorrow morning. Yeah, but she's got to learn how to... She could walk you through the application. Esri will probably have to be very careful tonight. Because I don't know if Esri will be able to, after the first explanation, preserve it or redo it. I would like to spend an XP for her to be able to learn how to do it herself. Esri knows what to do. As a player intrusion? That is fair, since it is a very specific thing. Because you're applying this XP... It will not help you with any other makeup applications. It will just be with this scenario. Covering up the scar. Got it. Honestly, awesome. Yasmin is looking at stuff and like, what would you um, recommend for me? So for Yasmin, what I want you to picture, Alex, is she's a pale, skinny teenager. So imagine rather sharp lines. She's somewhat malnourished because she's been in the enclave. But she also has sort of a natural beauty that is diminished by malnutrition. Damn. Now, are we also trying to hide something or are we trying to attract something? Um, I I, I would like to maybe uh, be a little bit more attractive for some people. Perfect. These gorgeous eyes. So we're just going to make them pop. There's not much we can do about the... <sighs> Nutrition aspect, because 
Nutrition doesn't happen overnight, and it's quite expensive. So let's work with your features that we've got right now. Right. Okay. Now, is this where attracting somebody that you want to keep for a long time or just a little? (laughs) Um, she like blushes a little bit. I'm not sure yet. Okay. We want him to go both ways. Okay. We can do that. We're not going to go for a full smoldering smoky eye, but we're going for that subtle little kitten look. Okay. I like the sound of that. So with you, we're going to stick with some neutrals, but then eyeliner. Oh, okay. She's going to show her how to do a cute little wing. Baby's first wing on eyeliner. Okay. I I think with all this stuff, because Yasmin doesn't necessarily need a lot of help, like Esri. Yasmin has some genetics on her side, in addition to not being maimed by gas. Sorry, I shouldn't like point and laugh when you say that. Yeah, I would say this is probably like, assuming that this salesperson is probably trying to get as much as they can get, it's probably like four Mm -hmm. shins worth of stuff. Does Yasmin have her own money? Yasmin does not have her own money. She gets whatever the Enclave gives her. You guys are a collective. Well, she won't be able to buy it. Well, where's Magpie in all of this? I know that she was heading towards the Enclave, but... If Magpie wants to have joined them along the way, that is totally fine. I kind of want to do that just so Yasmin can get makeup. And we haven't even talked about Geek yet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I need to distract from that arm. So Magpie is there. If Magpie wants to cough up some shins to help Yasmin. He will. Because somehow I have 120 shins. Yeah. Yasmin has actually procured two shins on her own. You're not sure how that happened. <laughs> but Magpie will cough up the remainder. Keith says, um, I know you can't really do anything about arms, but I feel like my eyes are my best feature. and I'd really like to make sure they, they pop. You know, I'm 18 and... Uh, oh, he wants to smolder. I would like to, you know, be able to make an impression. You know what? We're going to go simple. We're going to go eyeliner. Eyeliner works on guys, too. I'm sorry, Esri. I know you're really sensitive about this stuff, but, you know, I'm human. you got to let the children fly. What? Just because they have two good eyes doesn't mean you need to shame them. I... (laughs) Do you mean the makeup in general, Geith, or...? I just mean in, in general, like, you know, connecting with other people. That's correct. <laughs> but you do you, Geek. Okay. I hope your eyes pop. Thank you, Esri. And he turns back to the desk clerk. We'll do some simple eyeliner. It's very easy to learn. We just have to make sure that your arm doesn't get in the way of the application. You seem quite strong. It's quite strong. Yeah, this arm is... Uh, I'm still learning the limits of it. You know, you know how it is with weird Numenera things. Ezra was able to help me out. I mean, not before I lost my other arm, but, you know, she was able to help me out. Okay, perfect. We'll keep it simple since you're just learning the arm, but you can come back later and we can take it up a notch. Okay. So, this kind of thing, since it's relatively simple, and honestly, with the exception of the obvious massive abnormality of his arm and the missing other arm, since you're just focused on making his eyes pop, it's probably only going to be two shins, of which Geith has one shin of it. Magpie gives him another. Okay. She feels bad for him. He lost an arm. Yeah. Geith happily 
accepts the makeup and he spends some time talking to the desk clerk learning how to apply it. Ezreal cough up her 12 shins for her stuff. Mm-hmm. So here's a question for you, Esri. Are you just learning how to apply it or are you going to apply it right now and just be careful with it? Well, you said it also came with the products so she would have access. Mm-hmm. Comes with the products so for sure. So she could apply it again if it fell apart, right? Theoretically. So I think she would want to be taught how to apply it through application. Yeah. You'll definitely have an asset to reapplying it if something goes wrong. Okay. For sure. But it's it's a question of whether you want them to just like apply it as a base right now or if you just want them to teach you. Apply it as a base right now. Okay, cool. So you guys have gotten your makeup treatment. I assume after you guys get your makeup treatment, you're heading back to the Enclave? Yep. How much would theater makeup cost? Ooh. You would have to go to a theater and ask them and give them the definition of what you want them to do. Listen, she's getting makeup for that crazy after dog show party. Ilson can also, like as Ilson mentioned in an earlier episode, she can advise you a little bit on makeup. She's not necessarily going to be able to like talk about disguises per se, but Ilson, for whatever reason, seems to be relatively familiar with makeup as a concept and, and art. Magpie's just buying some good heavy makeup. Which is weird because she never wears it. Yeah, what the fuck, Ilson? What the fuck? I guess they continue the errands. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Magpie's buying 10 shin worth of makeup. Okay. So, Ilson. Yes. You have done your thing with the Dano, but now. Make her way to the Enclave and look for Esri, and we'll assume Magpie will be there as well. Yeah. So, Magpie, Esri, Yasmin, and Geith walk in. Geith looks really different. His eyes are really popping. They really stand out. It's it's kind of dramatic. It's really well highlighted. Esri looks very different. You're used to seeing her scar there, but this seems almost like completely covered up. She comes across as handsome. Mm-hmm. And Yasmin, when she steps in, she's young, she's still frail. Nothing of that changed. But she is not jaw-droppingly, but she's still quite beautiful. Yay! And this is like really good makeup stuff. Ilson would know makeup and this was like professional grade application for all of them. Where have you for been? You look fantastic. We went to the makeup store. Willingly? Anything for the heist. Well, this is perfect. I was a little worried about it because I wasn't quite sure how to how we were gonna get uh, you two on, but I'm starting to feel really good about this. Also, it has been frigid in here. And uh, Ilsen kind of like motions over to Tibu. Are you guys good? Is this, is everything okay? No, everything is emphatically not okay. All right. Pretty sure Tibu is going to ignore me until I come back from the heist or I... be hard to ignore you looking like this. Oh, gee, Ilsen. I'm serious. You look fantastic. Oh, well, it's just temporary. I'll be looking uh, poorly again soon. (laughs) Oh, you never look poorly. As she's like dabbing at her oozing eye with like a handkerchief. Keep it off the makeup. Are you guys ready to go with me, Ferdinand? I need to do one more thing. Okay, so after Tibu, who is like the next most responsible? Like, is either Hartmut or Talazar or Sarkis or Zidon like a full-grown adult person? Like, who's like third in command, I guess? I mean, honestly, the buck stops at Tibu. People tend to follow Ezri on their first response. Maybe Zidon, but Zidon has never gainsayed Tibu. 
That's okay. So Ezri will go up to Zidon. She's going to pull out that Sparky Truth Cipher. Level three. She's going to hand it to him and say, sell this, get some food. Okay, I'll see what I can do. I mean, how much do you think it's worth? Daniel, how much would it be worth? It's probably worth about 300 shins. If he can get a good deal. If he negotiates poorly, he'll get less. But 300 is about, like, the best case scenario. That would be at, like, the uh, local pawn shop or what? A pawn shop, he's going to get a shittier deal. That's what I'm saying. So it would be, like, 300 at a legit spot or, like, what? Like, half that at a pawn shop? Yeah, if that. Like, at a pawn shop, he's probably going to get 100 shins at most. You get probably 300 shins legit, 100 if you just take it, if you just pawn it. Or not pawn it, but sell it at the pawn shop. Okay, I'll see what I can do. If it seems too dicey, just take that safe route. 100 shins still buys a lot of food. Right, right, for sure. If you're all back at the Enclave now, Yasmin will say, um, do you guys want to do anything with all these ciphers and <laughs> artifacts we stole? Tibu's ears. <laughs> and eyebrows just raised to the roof, I imagine. I don't remember disclosing the shop robbery. No, you did not. Like, Tibu actually actively, she doesn't break anything, but she actively knocks something over on the table and then walks to a far side Ugh. of the enclave. Ugh. Like I said, frigid. What does she have? She has the nano gloves and the permanent handle. I don't see a bad thing of... She has the permanent handle, magnetic cipher, and the nano gloves, yeah. What's the magnetic cipher do again? Um, I believe is it makes the uh, user magnetic. What? I think. Yeah, so they can stick to metal surfaces and whatnot for an hour, I think. Given that Yasmin has three of those things. Oh, Yasmin must not be getting sick. Samson, roll 2D100 for me. Poor girl. You just had a glow up. Why are you doing this? Uh, 15 on the first one. Okay. Oh, Jesus. 77 on the second one. She better not sprout a second head. More makeup. Wow. Oh, no. Um, Which ciphers does she have? She has the magnetic cipher and the permanent handle. And the nano gloves are an artifact. Oh, so she only has two ciphers. Oh, if she only has two ciphers, there's nothing to worry about. She has seven artifacts and she's fine. Which is good, because had they all been ciphers, two of them would have Jesus. been destroyed or ceased to I'll oh, take fuck. the magnetic oh. one for now, but uh, we can decide how to distribute these uh, at the plant, or when we're planning, when we're finalizing the plan. I'm good at talking. <laughs> Magpie, do you uh, desire the nano gloves at all? They're an artifact? They're sort of like nano gloves and a belt. They're a very awkward accessory, but they give pretty cool powers. But they're an artifact. Mm-hmm. And Yasmin doesn't want them. No, I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think she just knows they're not hers. She's just carrying them. She's just a mule. <laughs> oh my god, what is Ezri doing? We're so mean. <laughs> so the nano gloves, when they're activated, they deplete in 1d20. The wearer gains access to nano abilities onslaught, hover, and sensor for an hour. Well, hold on, Alex, are you taking a nano gloves? Well, I kind of want to leave it on Yasmin just so she has something to defend herself with. If she's going on this train heist. Yes, yeah, she is. She, needs uh, she is not going on the train heist. Yep. She is yes. not. Yes. She is. No. She no. is. Oh, no. She is. Ilsen's going to fight that. She is not coming. Ezri was definitely trying to get to that point and. Ferdinand would have to accept her, but that was Ezri's plan, is to have her involved. Ezri was thinking, oh, uh, look out at the uh, drop site. She's growing up. She needs developmental opportunities. She can develop here in tier 8. 
Ezri looks around at her malnourished group and then looks back at Ilsen. Yeah, Yasmin looks at you like, I can do this. I want to help. She can do this. She wants to help. She knows the risks. I do. I want to pull my weight. She also knows that it's very possible that all she will be doing is be a lookout at the drop site. Right, Yasmin? Right. Yes. Let's just see what Ferdinand says. <sighs> Fine, but it's this is a too big of a job for basically your first one. Well, I, I just did one, right? No, that uh, was, um, was more of a side gig. Orientation. Yeah. Yeah, but I found the keys, right? You did, and that was very good. Ilson, you don't think I'm good enough? Not yet, no. You can see her front lip quiver a little bit. I do not think you're good enough yet. I think you are getting ahead of yourself. <sighs> That's the only way to make progress, though, right? No, no. You take your time, build up to it. I'm against this. I want to be clear. I'm against this, but we'll see what Ferdinand says. Exactly. I agree. All right, let's go. Okay, so you guys go to your meeting with Ferdinand. To be clear, from a mechanical standpoint, for our listeners that are obsessive about that, everybody's had at least their 10-hour recovery rolls. So they're back to the beginning of that. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. So they're coming in fresh, as fresh as you can in Numenera. Dan, why are you bringing this up now? No reason. Just saying, in case people are wondering. I'm just saying, I wonder sometimes how closely our listeners are following these things, and I want to make sure it's clear. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If I find a first aid kit just lying on the ground, I'll know it's time. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing is a surprise later on. Let me say that. Everything's going to be a surprise later on. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yes, but you should go back home, actually. I have a bad feeling all of a sudden. Too late. So you guys go to the meeting with Ferdinand. Ferdinand meets you. He has the disguises and papers you guys requested, as well as the Forge Transit Guild pins. And he distributes them accordingly. I'm so excited to do this. I'm so pleased with how things turned out. Please note the forgeries. I feel like they've done an excellent job mimicking the pins with a certain simulacrum that would otherwise be missing from less skilled people. Uh, can Ilsen inspect the pins? Sure. Give me um, an intellect roll of 12. Can I apply lies and trickery into discerning lies and trickery here? No. Right. It's not the same yeah, thing. That's what I thought. I'll roll the 12 straight, and I got a 13. They look really good for forgeries. You feel like you definitely got your money's worth for what you guys contributed for them. All right, this is good. So you've got transit guild pins. You've got an imperial military uniform for Esri. We also have transit guild disguises, right? As just like the pants and coat or whatever. I mean... That was not part of your discussion with him. It was, you have paperwork for what you are going to be. Didn't we pay for that? I thought we paid for, uh... You paid for the pins, and you paid for the military coat for the right rank. Mm. You paid for paperwork, but not any other kind of uniforms. All right. I'm not saying, like, you're going to be radically out of place without those kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the pins are clearly the indicator. Like, you did just notice the sort of standard cloaks that the Transit Guild was wearing once you got inside of the Transit Guild facility. But they, in and of themselves, were not particularly notable. Okay. It was the pins that stood out. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, these look good. Ferdinand, as you've no doubt noticed, we have a uh, fourth with us. 
that Ezri feels should be somewhat more involved. Yasmin feels she should be somewhat more involved. Yes, I remember the young lady charmed by the way, Yasmin. Ferdinand. He reaches out a hand and takes her hand and then kisses her knuckles. Ferdinand, I swear to God. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just being polite. That is what I'm talking about. You would rather I be rude? And Yasmin looks at you as like, Ezri! Don't be rude. Your own age, Yasmin. Divine age. She shoots a murderous glare. I would like to use Intimidate. Okay, you could try to use Intimidate. It is going to be a 15 in this context because Yasmin is a teenager. No, at Ferdinand. At Ferdinand, it would be an 18. All right, she's trained. 13. Yeah, Ferdinand just winks at you. It is the young lady's life after all. I agree with that. You want to keep yours. Oh, and we were off on such a strong start, Ezri. We have never been off on a strong start, Ferdinand. Eh. Well, I don't know. A fourth of 3,000 shins is a pretty big deal. You're fine. It's a pretty good start. You're right. Pretty strong. I do have a question, though. Are you sharing your share with Yasmin, this new person that you're bringing in? Of course. All right. As long as it is still split four ways, then I'm fine. Especially for a beauty such as this. And he winks at Yasmin. Oh, shit. Just doing it to piss off Ezri now? (laughs) Yes. Yasmin full-on blushes. Like, if there's some politics with Ezri involved, she does not care. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk through the plan. All right, we have the equipment we need. You guys will be boarding as a combination of Transit Guild employees and Imperial military. Ezri, given that it's not really possible to add you to the escort crew, you will be a military sergeant that is on their way to Ballast. All right. So you'll have some authority, but you won't necessarily be part of the crew. Trying to do something like that would probably be, in my investigation, too suspicious to try to incorporate. It'll be better once we get them away from their chain of command. Yeah, that makes sense. Ezri will hand her transit guild pin to Yasmin. Yasmin pins it on. Once again, the Screamer will leave in the morning. Screamers move at an incredibly fast rate. We have approximately one hour from when the Screamer departs lathe to get the shipment off of the Screamer and onto the grounds near the track. I have a cart set up, a drop site as close to what I think an approximate escape would be with the equipment, roughly at the hour mark. Anything that we go past on the hour mark increases the difficulty of getting the equipment back. Certainly if we're trying to get back within the same day, which I assume that we all do. Mm -hmm. Now, quick question. I thought the plan was to board the Screamer as civilians and then change disguises on the train. Yes, that is the plan. Okay, that's not what you... You'll get on board. That's not what you said. You'll get on board as civilians. However, there are disguises. Like, so Ezri wanted a military disguise. No, yeah, I'm just clarifying what you actually said. Yes. Yasmin will be a little bit difficult because she's a new member here. But I can arrange things to possibly get her on board. It will be easier if everybody who is getting on board has transit guilt disguises and papers. 
Esri, it makes sense to just have military papers because she's far too recognizable otherwise. But again, we probably still only have an hour to get the shipment off the train so we can get it to the car and get it back to the city in time to fence it. Mm-hmm. If we cannot get it on board, if it gets all the way to ballast, or if we get part of the way to the ballast, but we're farther than we can get back to the city in time, I don't know what that means for us. Any of those things would imply that things have gone horribly wrong. Once we get on the train, how are we getting into the cargo hold? We did obtain a number of useful items, and Ezri will describe them. Why would you use an exo-womb for this job? Thank you. Yes. Well, we actually left that behind. That was a bonus, um, just like the, the, the small saddle, you know. I mean, we were already there. Why leave it behind? Okay. That's good that we have items to uh, apply to this. Obviously, I would recommend leaving the exo-womb behind. Thank you for your recommendation. <laughs> Then looks around for places to jump off and kill herself. Like <laughs> a permanent handle could actually be very useful with a high-speed moving train and trying to move equipment from it. I thought so. Saddle, not so much, but the other items seem particularly useful. Since you'll have a military disguise, are you going to try to use that to get into the cargo compartment? Or that's what I was thinking. So there could be a couple of different ways to go about this. I could attempt to enter the compartment and distract the guard while you little folks do your thing. <laughs> Alright. That sounds feasible. He looks at Yasmin, winks at her. You feel like you're up for the starlight. <laughs> she blushes. Oh, I'm ready for anything, Mr. Ferdinand. Ezri's too tight. Mucus glove bursts a seam. She's clenching her hands so tight. <laughs> and he says... All right, then. I think we have a plan. Do we? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think we do. Ten minutes after we board, I will attempt to enter and at least distract the guards. Yes, this plan is highly dependent on you, Isri. Well, ten minutes after we board or ten minutes after we depart? Depart. It needs to be ten minutes after we depart Lathe. If we're still in the city of Lathe, we're in bad shape. Yasmin. Yeah? Do not die. Your job is to get back. Even if we all die, someone needs to tell Tibu what happened so she can be mad at me for the right reasons. Don't worry, Esri. I'll pull my weight. That's uh, Yasmin, you'll pull your weight back to the Enclave if shit hits the fan. She looks at you, half smiles, almost like a half sad smile. Sure thing, Esri. I'm on it. Insight in that shh, little shit. <laughs> Give me a 12 insight roll. Uh, social? Yep. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not sure what she means. Good lord, if Yasmin dies, it's going to be a bad day. <sighs> Looks like we shouldn't do it in the first place. Ezri will just drop the sack of cash <laughs> inside the enclave and leave. <laughs> Burn it down, new enclave time. Yasmin, this is a condition of you coming with us. I need to be able to trust you. I understand, Ezri. I thought we already covered this. Hmm. All right. I feel like at this moment, Magpie and Elson are sort of like standing off of the corner like... You're not saying anything. Nilsen's <laughs> <laughs> got her like arms crossed, just like, oh, this is gonna fucking. This is gonna go to hell. This is everything I did not want to happen. Magbaz looking everywhere but at that scene. Does everyone have the ciphers that they want? Technically, no. I'm gonna switch out the uh, cure all cipher I have for the banishment cipher when. Wait, what's that cure all? 
It's a cure-all, cures-all diseases. Doesn't do a heal, just diseases. All right. Yeah, other than that, I have the uh, adhesion cipher as well, so I got Spider-Man power. Maybe. Yay! Ferdinand looks at you all and says, It sounds like we have a plan. So tomorrow morning, my friends, we're going to rob a screamer. Yay! And that's where we'll end this episode. Or die trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how season two ends. And in the episode, or what? what? Bite-sized campaign. <laughs> Alex, something about this episode. I like Tibu. Tibu is the best. Mm. She didn't really do much this episode, but yeah. She does so much with so it's little. It's an honest reaction. I know. It's. I mean, how would you expect like a mom character to react when they're like, we're going to go just, you know, rob a train and take one of the babies with us. Yeah. Yeah. Esri is definitely like stretching the limits of her personal authority mm-hmm. quite a bit here mm-hmm. but i love it <laughs> this is good stuff this is a good drama cool well we have a segment that we do each week called player intrusions that's where we offer you the listener xp to check out something that we think you'd really dig this week it is stace's turn stace what would you offer our listeners an xp to check out i would offer our listeners an xp to check out blue eye samurai and it is a french american anime style show it's got eight episodes did i already say on netflix i can't remember you did not okay it is set during the edo period in japan and the main character is misu she's a half white half japanese sword master mm-hmm. she has blue eyes which she does attempt to keep hidden because during this time period white people were not allowed in japan mm. but she suspects that her father is one of the four white men who are still illegally in Japan. And so she seeks out her vengeance because, long story short, as a result Mm. of her birth, her mother was eventually killed. So she becomes a sword master and begins her journey. The show, I don't want to spoil anything as usual, but first of all, it's it's an adult show. I should say that. So it's it takes a while to get to the first fight scene. But as soon as it starts, you'll know what I'm talking about. The gore is real. It took, it was a little jarring. It took me a minute to get used to it, but then I did. And the fight scenes are so awesome. And Misu is like a very stoic, silent, I'm not a samurai. Stop expecting me to have honor. I'm here to have vengeance type of character. But along with her, oh, I'll also mention that full nudity is a thing in this show. If people should be naked, they are naked, whether it's sex or s- swimming or whatever it may be. So, or bathing. So that's all in it. Just FYI. But she has, uh, in the first episode, she comes across a server in a bar restaurant who makes excellent noodles and has no hands. His name's Ringo. And he ends up essentially kind bullying, tenaciously bullying Misu into letting him come along. And there, how their relationship develops is an interesting part of the show because he's really optimistic and idolizes Misu. There's also a princess, I can't remember her name, but like the local warlord, his daughter, and she has a whole storyline. Her storyline is more about the the politics of the period and arranged marriages and how she struggles with that as her destiny and, and the actions that she takes to try to avoid it. And then it all culminates in a very big showdown. But the fight scenes are excellent. I love all the characters, uh, seeing them get to know each other and... 
you know, it's not like all happy, good times. Like they have their conflicts and their dramas and, and they take their own actions. And the end of the show makes it seems like there's going to be a second season. But I thought it was a very satisfying ending for, for the most part. And then also the sword master that Misu apprenticed under and who essentially raised her blind. So until she told him, didn't know she had blue eyes. She's disguised as a man the entire time as well. So, but that, that storyline is, is really cool as well. And I really like that character too. So I really do recommend that you check it out. It's a pretty cool, I guess it's kind of like a Ronin story. And uh, it was very worthwhile. So check out Blue Eyes Samurai on Netflix. Let me know what you think. Cool. I think you are the third person that I highly trust that has recommended Blue Eyed Samurai in like the last two weeks. Yeah, no, it's really good. Very cool. I've only seen the first episode myself, but it's it's pretty good. It's, yeah. I'm excited to get back to it after I deal with all the other mm-hmm. good shows that are on now. They are everywhere. It's fucking ridiculous. They're everywhere. Samson, if people want to tell us what they think of Blue Eye Samurai or the podcast, how would they do that? Well, you can come scream at us on our socials. You can find our socials at explorerswanted.fm. On there, you'll see that we are on Mastodon at explorerswanted at dice.camp. We are on Blue Sky at explorerswanted.fm. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at explorerswanted podcast. But best social platform at the moment for you to scream at us about Blue Eye Samurai is explorerswanted.fm slash discord. It's our discord. Come talk to us there. Even if people like myself don't ex- respond because we're busy at the moment. Sorry about that. But also, best place to support us is our Patreon, patreon.com slash explorerswanted. If you're feeling generous and it is within your means, that'd be a great place to chuck us a few coins. And please use our dice affiliate code with dieharddice. Type in explorerswanted at checkout to get 10% off your order. Alex and I see everything in the Discord. We, we are terminally online. We are. <laughs> and if you can't financially support us, we totally understand the best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends Tell them what you like about the show and why they should listen. Podcasts always, always grow by word of mouth. Second best thing you could do for us is leave a five-star written review on a podcast directory. That makes a huge difference for people finding the show. And as an added plus, you get Stace to read it to you in the show. I'm a very good reader. (laughs) My kindergarten teacher said so. (laughs) And if you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, Well, our perceptions lie to us. We know this. We know that all matter is energy vibrating slowly. We know the physical things around us are comprised of more space than solids. That strange forces push and pull the fabric of our beings in an eternal ballet so complicated that it could fail. At any time, one small quantum quirk and a bubble of true vacuum could expand at the speed of light, wiping everything out of its path. We wouldn't even see it coming. We cannot perceive the world as it is, only through an imperfect lens of meat that can only capture a fraction of the spectrum of light. It might as well be a hallucination. We cannot understand the reality of what is, even if we know it exists. Even our research is incomplete, which may be for the best, because the truth is so much worse. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. 
cosmichorrorhankgreen.org. You find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Cosmic Horror Hank Green. I think I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. Now, I just imagine the world ending because one, you know, Iota had to be a cosmic manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> I'm T with Unicorn on Twitch, Threads, and Instagram. All right. That's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye.